are so glad that you're here tonight. I, I want to uh, say we're going to have a special presentation tonight. And uh, I want to give a little uh, background on it uh, as, as we prepare to do so. Um, we, as you know, are getting ready to launch into uh, what some call a capital campaign uh, because we, we need our new building. We came to this location uh, really for the property so that we could, we could build on this property. And, um, and so this uh, particular building has served us well in terms of being a landing spot where we could arrive and begin to uh, have service and, and worship God. But if you've uh, noticed on Sunday morning, we are way, way uh, far beyond our limits here in this uh, building. And uh, I feel so bad for the people that have to sit in the vestibule and for the people who can't uh, move their elbows and whatnot. Uh, so nonetheless, we are in, in, in desperate need of our new uh, building. And it's, it's uh, something that the Lord is going to provide for us, something that we're going to sacrifice and obey his direction, obey his voice. It's going to be one of the most exciting and momentous experiences that we have as a congregation. And uh, it's, 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 it's thrilling. It's exhilarating. Uh, but to do that, uh, we have to plan and we have to organize and we have to approach it systematically. The Bible says that if you're going to build a tower, you have to count the cost. And that you're not just go do it haphazardly, but you're to do it with uh, systematic precision, anointed precision. And so that's what we are going to do. Uh, there are varying gifts that God provides to the church for these kinds of moments. Um, and the Bible describes those. In addition to what we call the gifts of the Spirit, there are gifts of helps and gifts of administrations and gifts of governments. And uh, one of the things that the Lord uh, has helped uh, churches, and I'll say particularly United Pentecostal churches uh, in the last several years, has been to provide people who are skilled at understanding how to apply biblical principles to the concept of, of ex achieving extraordinary results in the Lord. Uh, so we have partnered with an outstanding uh, firm called Capital Stewardship Services. Uh, they have an amazing track record of helping people achieve God-ordained results uh, and, uh, and in, in building buildings and facilitating the kinds of buildings that are needed to reach the lost. It's very important that we understand that as we expand our building, the reason we're doing that is because there are a lot more people than just us who need to hear what the Lord would say to his people. And, and, and we would call to this city to reach this city and to reach the world. And so we are excited about it. Now, I'm telling you this tonight because on Sunday you're going to meet a gentleman by the name of Mark Menzendek. Mark Menzendek is, um, is a remarkable individual who has traveled the uh, length and breadth of the nation uh, helping United Pentecostal churches uh, several churches to achieve their goals in, in building the kinds of buildings that, that we're going to be called upon by the Lord to build. And uh, what we're going to be doing is stepping in, ladies and gentlemen, into the miraculous. 
We're going to see God do things that, that we, we, our minds can't fully comprehend. But it's not too big for God to do. And he's going to use us to do it. And it's going to be a wonderful thing. But Mark Menzendeck is uh, uniquely anointed and appointed for this task. Uh, he has helped the United Pentecostal Church on many fronts. He's helped Urshan College. He's helped, uh, of course, Pastor Ken Gurley, uh, Pastor Stan Gleason, uh, Brother David Bernard, uh, various ones, even our friends, uh, Brother uh, Pasley, Calvary Church, the building that they built years ago. Uh, Brother uh, Menzendeck helped them in their capital campaign to do that. And so we are looking forward to his arrival. You'll be meeting him Sunday. Uh, and he has been working with us, helping us, organizing us, uh, teaching and training and, and helping us prepare for this, this tower that we're going to build, for lack of a better term. And uh, we're counting the cost and we're, 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 we're looking forward to it. Matter of fact, one of the churches that he helped was the sanctuary in Columbus, Indiana, Pastor Mitchell, which is where Sister Ashton Andrews uh, came to us from in Columbus, Indiana. Beautiful new building that they built, that they, they gr- broke the ground on it in April of 2017, and they're about to have their first service in at any time. It's just a beautiful building, and I just can't wait to see what the Lord is going to do in Columbus, Indiana. And so we are grateful for what God is doing. We are on a, an extraordinary ride, ladies and gentlemen. We've been waiting, we've been tarrying, we've been patient, we've been waiting on God, but the time has come now to run. The time has now come to run. The Bible says that the vision will come. It will not tarry. Wait for it. It will come. And when it comes, it's time to run with the vision. And that's what we're going to be doing. And I want to ask Brother Brian Duvall uh, to come. Brother Brian and Sister Marla Duvall are our campaign directors, and they're doing an outstanding job. And I think we should give them a great big hand. And what Brother Duvall is going to be demonstrating tonight in our service is he's going to be giving you a, he's going to be giving you a detailed uh, understanding of what it is that the campaign is doing, what it involves, because it is, it is multifaceted, uh, but it's all very deliberate, it's all very God-ordained, and, uh, and we want to do this so that when this Sunday, when you meet uh, uh, Mark Menzendeck, you have an idea of what it is that he's talking about. And, uh, and the fact that we are starting, as I've mentioned, March 18th through May 20th, we're going to be launching into a campaign called Ready Now. We have been saying, get ready. You've heard me say it. Get ready. God's getting ready to do something. How many have heard God's getting ready? Well, God's ready, and he's ready now. And he's not the only one who's ready. We're ready as well. So we want to welcome Brother Brian Duvall as he comes. God bless you. Let's give him a great big hand. We love Brother Sister Duvall. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. And thank you, Jesus. That's in order. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise by faith, thanking him for what he's done, for what he's going to do. He is faithful. Someone said amen. And I am, I'm grateful to, uh, to stand before you tonight. And um, how many know that the Lord has given pastor a vision? That's right. Isn't that refreshing to know that you won't perish? I got any, any uh, Bible scholars in the house? Because the vision saves us. 
it, it, and I don't mean salvationally or eternally, but you all understand what I'm saying. The scripture says where there is no vision, the people, they perish. And I want a holy transference of that vision. Amen? Is that what you want? And, and I'll tell you, when, when Elijah came out and his servant was like, we are in trouble, he said, oh, <laughs> there hasn't been a transference. You can't see what I see. Hallelujah. And pastor has been diligently preaching this series about planting the tree of life. And what he's been describing is the identity of this church and what God wants to do through the anointing and power of the Holy Ghost in this city, through this assembly. Somebody bear witness. Hallelujah. And I want to declare today that the vision is being transferred. Hallelujah. And we will see God do miraculous things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'll tell you when I get excited. You say all the time, no, that's not true. I get excited when I hear things like, I heard Sunday night about prayer. Because I know (laughs) that when prayer happens, everything else starts to come into order. And, 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 and I'm not just making empty statements here. I'm going to tarry for just a moment. I played high school basketball, and, and the drills that coach would make us run were for a purpose. But what happened in those practices was never really quantified until we were on the court at game time. And if, I, if you'll allow me to make a sports analogy, I'm not a big sports fan. I really am not. I really am not. Um, and the older I get, the more healthy my disdain is for professional sports. But I will tell you that what happens in the prayer closet is manifest, amen, in our lives. Absolutely. And so, so we're proven when we are taking care of spiritual matters. My God in heaven. I, I will digress quickly if I, if I, if I go down that path. But I, uh, I had an incredible opportunity to be on a thread of text that was initiated by Brother Fazel Calbreth this week, and it blessed my soul, Brother Calbreth. He said, well, we've got children's ministry praying at 945 on Sunday mornings. Brother Calbreth, you'll hear a little bit more about his role in the Ready Now initiative. He said, but we've got the Ready Now prayer emphasis team praying at 945 on Sunday mornings. He said, we've got the music department praying at 9.30 on Sunday mornings. Are you all hearing this? And he said, it's almost like it's a house of prayer or something, something crazy, you know. And he said, and he said, what if we all came together? And so if you're not on any of those three teams, I want to invite you Sunday morning. Come. If we're praying separately, pick your favorite team. I don't care. Find what color you identify with, maybe the orange team, blue team, whatever it is. But, but, but if we're all together, please join us. Hallelujah. Let's get in one mind and in one accord and let's see the hand of God move as he proves himself to his people. So on that note, we're going to get started, and and, uh, let's do so. Let's just pray right now. Father God, right now, invite your presence into this place. I feel you, Lord. 
Father, you have imparted, you have gifted us the gift of faith. Every man, every woman in this place, Lord, you have given a measure of faith. And right now I pray that that faith would be stirred, Father. That the object of our faith, even Jesus Christ, Jehovah God omnipotent, who is able to do exceeding and above anything that we could ask or think, even anything that we can imagine, Lord, I pray that you would be present, God, and that you'd give us ears to hear, Lord. That you would convert our hearts even as you did, God, when Moses established the tabernacle in Exodus, Father. The hearts of the people were turned, Lord. Make us of one mind and of one accord and put your stamp, Lord, on our lives, God, of your holiness, of your will, of your power, of your might. We give you glory for it in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. Somebody bless him one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. So tonight, and, and Brother Joe, if you'll go ahead and put that first slide up, tonight is going to be unconventional, but let me assure you that that does not mean that the Spirit cannot move. The only thing that will hinder it is you and I. So who will agree with me now that we'll let the Spirit move tonight? Amen. How many in this, uh, under the sound of my voice, feel like there are things about ready now they would like to understand more about? Three, four, I hope, I hope there was some short arms going on, so some T-Rex arms out there. But because we want to make sure that everyone understands exactly what we are embarking upon. So uh, ready now, planting the tree of life, February 21st, that's the day. I will tell you right now that everything changed in the garden. When that apple was bit into, it destroyed a lot of things. And I built this entire deck in PowerPoint. But once it touched an apple, it destroyed a lot of things. So, um, so I will just tell you up front that a lot of these bullet points that were supposed to have power behind them, the power has been stripped, and it's just going to come up. But I'd ask you to, to, hear, to hear the message tonight. Everybody say, I'm all right. All right, good, good. I'll try to be all right, too. Okay, so in elementary school, Mrs. Brassfield and Mrs. Lane, they told me when it was time to write a book report that I had to answer some central questions. And any, any expository effort really has to answer these questions, Brother Joe, next. Who, what, when, where, why, and how? And so if you didn't answer those, then the red pen was going to be found on your paper, okay? So tonight we're going to deal with those questions, but we're not going to go in that order. We're going Going to begin with why. Uh, I'm not advocating secular, uh, secular institutions, but if anyone is familiar with TED Talks, there are some amazing individuals that have been featured on TED Talks. Uh, Simon Sinek is one of those, and I would, I would invite you, write this down, go out and find the TED Talk by Simon Sinek, and it is called Start With Why. It's a powerful, powerful, uh, enlightening presentation about everything that we do. We need to understand the why. And what we're embarking upon, who wants to understand the why? Absolutely. So we're going to start with why. And this is why I can't stand the fact that Apple destroyed the PowerPoint. But it's up there because I don't want to diminish that first bullet with anything else that you see up there. The why is simple. Someone say souls. That's exactly right. Souls. And when it comes to souls, the American church, in many, many ways, has lost its passion for souls. And I shared this story with some of our leadership recently. Sister Tecla Marion, mighty missionary, her and her husband to South America, at two years of age, her, her baby girl was ripped from her arms, cast from a second floor balcony, those opposing 
their missionary work, and she, and she passed. The toddler passed. Sobering, sobering. But when she came to the U.S. and when she began to preach to us in America, she said, you weep when those whose salvation is secure pass from this life to the next when they're promoted. You weep when your saved loved ones lay in that casket. She said, we weep on the mission field. Not because of those whose salvation is secure that have gone before us, but because there are millions that are lost and we might not reach them. And it's sobering and it's surreal. When you think about Calvary, it was love. Period. You can say, well, it was the redemption of man. It was love. The redemption was the product of the love. Do you understand what I'm saying? And all of the fruit that came from his blood being spilled that we want to see manifest in our lives, healing, restoration, mighty move of the Spirit, casting out of devils. Church, we have to love souls. We have to go back to Calvary where the transaction occurred that gave us the power and make sure that what that transaction was all about is still a part of our DNA. My God in heaven. And if we love souls, if we love souls, we will intercede and we will not have a problem doing so. When we love souls, we'll fast and we'll put our shoulder into it and we won't mind the labor because we understand that there are souls at stake. Somebody repeat after me. Say, God, baptize me with your burden in the name of Jesus. So we have needs to address to effectively minister to souls. That's why a Ready Now campaign. Now when I say souls, many of you immediately think of your lost loved ones, and you should. When I say souls, I think about the trajectory that the church is on, and, and Lord willing, if, if I still have my mobility when my little girl is uh, of age and marries, then this is a building that I'm going to walk her down the aisle in one day. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is, this is about the next number of decades, not just the next 6, 12, 36, 60 months, but this is setting the trajectory for the church in Montgomery that is going to bear the name of Jesus Christ and preach an uncompromising apostolic message to a world that is lost and in need. It's about souls. Souls that you met at Chipotle, souls that you, that, you, that you did commerce with at Walgreens, souls at UDF. Come on. The other night, the, the, the young boys had mercy on me and said, come play ball with us, old man. And I met Barry at the gym. Barry said, I'll see you Sunday. I missed him this Sunday. But it's about Barry. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's about souls. So we start with why. We start with why. And if we identify that there is a cause and there is a why and the why is souls, then we have to ask ourselves, what is preventing us from reaching souls? I want to I give you just an alarming, simple math statistic here, a little math problem. And you're going to go furrowed brow on me for a second, and then you're going to be like, oh, I get it. This is tragic, but it's true. If you see a new face on a Sunday morning, anywhere in this place, that means another face disappeared. It's a capacity issue, folks. If a carton of eggs has 12 little resting places for 12 little eggs and one goes out and another comes in, there's still only 12. Do you understand? It's a capacity issue, and we are at capacity. Someone say we're at capacity. So, so there is a need to expand our facilities. 
And we have a desire, I believe next week, we're going to fellowship and break bread together as a body again, just like we did last month. And, and it was a wonderful time of fellowship, but we have a restriction, and I believe the announcement's already gone forth. We can only accommodate 160. When you're running just shy of 400, somebody in the family ain't at the table. So we have a need for facilities and fellowship facilities and places to accommodate the gathering of the body in areas that aren't conventional worship venues, right? And I don't, I don't know about you, but my favorite part of, our, uh, of the land God has gifted us with is not our parking lot. I mean, sure, if you keep it mowed, it's nice, you know, but, but, but you know, it's not, it's not the best of facilities. So we, we have a need. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm, de- I'm identifying needs here. We have a need for a parking lot that is graded. I had an elderly sister that, that stopped me one day as she was walking in and she said, Brother Brian, and she grabbed my arm and she said, could you please tell the people with two good legs to leave these spots over here for folks like me? And I was like, well, I just told him. Okay, so, so, so the, the idea is we want something that's accessible. And we would love to get to a place where we can come in and have fellowship and be in one place. Our foyer is a little restricted. We've got some narrow hallways. We've got steps. We've got like a, a quasi-fire escape slash church entrance going on, you know. People coming in on rope ladders, all kinds of craziness. And, and it's just, you know, bathrooms. Sure, take your first left and head down. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have needs to accommodate souls. So I'm, I'm casting this this. Start with why vision for you, because I want it to be in your heart to recognize and understand that when I get behind the vision for what God has in store, I'm making it so that souls can come into this place and receive the bread of life. Hallelujah. Water for thirst, bread for hunger. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. So pastor's vision includes a new family worship center. It includes a new family fellowship center. And folks, I've seen the architect's initial renderings, and you're going to be excited when it's revealed through the Ready Now endeavor and campaign and experience. It includes an accessible parking lot and a central building entrance. A central building entrance. Why is that important? Because when everybody comes in separately, they leave separately. And their paths may never cross. But when we come in together as the body of Christ, we get to know each other, see familiar faces. And ultimately, folks, if we're worshiping in a new family worship center that seats a thousand folks in a single setting, come on, that's got to excite somebody besides Brother Colbert. If, If that is happening, then this space now becomes freed up so that we in the future can begin a reallocation and be good stewards of what God has already blessed us with. So we are starting with why. Everyone say, that's why. That's right. Next slide, Brother Joe. So what is ready now? Practically, if you want to be practical, and be careful because the carnal mind is the enemy of God, so we need to address what it is, but we quickly need to move into the spiritual dimension and the implications, right? But practically, it's a capital or a funding initiative to realize the vision that we just talked about. In addition, it's an effectual implement. It's a tool for ministry expansion. We need a mechanism to get us from here to there. And and we'll talk about some biblical examples, of course, but you, you all know this. In Exodus 35 and 36, these are the slaves that have come out of Egypt. They were slaves. 
And when it came time for the building of the tabernacle, I'm going to quote the KJV here. Where's it at? I, I know I had to put this in. Oh, yep, here we go. These now free Israelites gave to the cause of the tabernacle to the point that the Bible records the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work and too much. Hallelujah. I believe that God has put in this assembly already what he needs, enough and even too much. And you say, well, Brian, I don't know how that can be. Trust me, it can be. If two loaves and five fishes can feed 5,000, come on. Five loaves and two fishes. Y'all still clapped. You're so gracious. Thank you, Lord. Then God can do amazing things when we commit and when we give to him. Amen. The building of the temple, we'll talk about this again, but in 1 Chronicles 29 and the realization of it in, in uh, 2 Kings chapter 8, 1 Kings chapter 8, Barnabas in Acts 4, he's watching what's happening in the church. He sees the powerful move of God. He literally, without any campaign, comes, he sells land, comes and gives the offering at the feet of the apostles. So the spirit of giving goes into operation and accomplishes works that we cannot accomplish just by coming up here with some carnal plan. And we have biblical precedent for these things. In 2 Corinthians 8, Paul motivates the people to contribute, and in fact, uh, ultimately, Titus comes in to see things through. He puts him in an administrative capacity to see the giving. So we're talking about what is it practically, what are the, what are the biblical examples, but let's talk about spiritually. What are we really dealing with? We're really dealing with faith and a demonstration of faith. And you say, Brian, we'll we'll, we'll elaborate. I will. Everything that we're about to enter is the sphere of faith. There's a lot of little elements inside that sphere, a lot of little things that we're going to do. You know what we call those? We call those the works. Because faith without works is, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So as we enter into the dimension of faith, what are we doing? Well, we're praying. We're praying. Why? Because this is a house of prayer. Because this is the great high calling. And this is the great medium of the supernatural. It's prayer. This is the great gift of the church that we can commune with God, that he can hear our petitions and speedily answer. Hallelujah. So we are going to cloak everything that we do in prayer. It's a demonstration of Amen. And then giving. Oh, my you all want to see Brian get excited? Start talking about this stuff. Do you understand? This is when God says stuff like, why don't you just prove me? I'm serious, y'all. You said, oh, God doesn't trash talk. Prove me? This is a show me state. He said, he said, see if I won't pour out a blessing on you that you cannot contain. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're dealing with the supernatural, the spiritual, the acts of faith. We can do a lot of things. We can figure out what we're going to do in children's ministry. We can arrange the ages just right. And we can decide, you know, how much the budget's going to be for the paper and the glue and the scissors. But I'm telling you right now, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to giving, when it comes to sacrifice, when it comes to commitment, we have the attention of God Almighty and we are operating in the supernatural natural because these are the currencies of the supernatural amen amen hallelujah so when it comes to giving why is this a a demonstration of faith the the widow gave her two mites it was it was sacrificial it was a sacrificial gift and so sacrifice moves the heart of god he said hey you see everybody else here that gave they gave way more than two mites but she gave more 
She gave more. So sacrifice is part of what we're looking at when we talk about ready now. And then lastly, commitment. I, I believe it was Brother Mark Morgan, uh, uh, preacher in Louisiana. I don't know. I tend to listen to preaching now and again, and I get them confused. I'll give credit to the wrong person. All the glory goes to God. And he preached. He said the problem in people's lives with putting Satan under their feet is they don't leave them there. Whoa. He had my attention. He said, we say, I'm committed in prayer, and we got him under our feet. I'm committed in fasting, and we got him under our feet. I'm committed in giving, we got him under our feet. And then God begins to move, miraculous things begin to happen, and he said, and then we lift our foot off of the enemy, and we get lax in our prayer life, or we don't fast, or all of a sudden we say, maybe I don't need to give the way I was giving. Maybe I can give of my increase, but not necessarily sacrificially, whatever the case may be. And he said, and now you've got an enemy that was under your feet. He was very irritated about being there and you just let him go. He's twice the devil he was before you put him there. So, so when we talk about commitment, I want the church to understand that commitment keeps Satan under your feet. Be committed. Be committed. Have a standard in your home when it comes to media. Have a standard in your conversation when you're talking to your brothers and your sisters. Have a standard when it comes to giving. Have a standard when it comes to time tearing before the throne of God and be committed and see Satan under your feet. Man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And yes, that has everything to do with ready now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what is the spirit, Brother Joe, behind ready now? 2 Corinthians 8, Paul writes, he says, For if there be first a willing mind, everyone say it's voluntary. That's what willing means. Willing doesn't mean that you were manipulated into something. It means you volunteered. You had a willing mind. It is accepted according to that a man hath. So when we, when we began to search our souls and when we began to ask the Lord to move upon our hearts, he knows what we have. And we are going to do so with a willing mind. Lord, speak to me. I want to hear from you. Paul goes on in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also, or shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth, in his heart. Do you know that you have purpose? And the purpose of your heart, when it is manifest, that God sees that purpose. Some of us, our purpose not to miss a show this season. Crickets. Okay. And others of us are purposed not to miss a service. Because if the doors are open and Jesus is there, I want to be there too. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we purpose things in our heart all the time. But we're talking about a powerful concept here as related to giving. So when we have purposed in our heart and then we give, not grudgingly, because then you didn't purpose it in your heart. If you're bitter about it, keep it. Help us, Lord. Or of necessity, meaning somebody said if you don't do it, then we're all in trouble. No, 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 no. But let him give as he purposeth in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. He loves it. He loves seeing someone that has purpose in their heart and gave. And here's the thing that we could stop and preach a five-week series on. And God is able <laughs> to make all grace abound toward you. 
Amen. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. My God in heaven, do you need to leave here with a promise tonight? I just read it to you. Do you understand that God is able? He, by his great grace, can cause all sufficiency to abound to you in everything. Well, what about my child's tuition? In everything. What about the car payment? In everything. What about the food on my table? In everything. What about in my relationships? In everything. What about, what about, what about? In everything. Thing. God is able. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, we're talking about experiencing ready now. And there is a plan. The building of the tabernacle, there was a plan. The revival and the miracles of Acts 2 and 5, they served as a catalyst for apostolic organization and apostolic administration in Acts chapter 6. I won't go there now, but please do read it. See that the church came to a place and said, wow, lots of people speaking in tongues, lots of people being baptized, lots of revival happening everywhere. We've got angels delivering folks from prison. There's all kinds of testimonies being established, but it turns out there's chaos. Somebody forgot about the widows. I said I wasn't going to go there. You all read about it. It's good. Acts chapter 6 is wonderful stuff. Okay. So everything we do is related to ready now. We are determined to do diligently and with a spirit of excellence. Okay. And things don't happen haphazardly with God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He didn't say Noah. Tomorrow morning is going to be a big ark in the front yard. I'll explain it later. He gave him the blueprint. He told him exactly what to do. He put the vision in his heart. Hallelujah. And Noah built that ark after the plan God had given. Gideon went to battle. And it wasn't just just so. Hey, we need a few guys. You got anybody? Hey, text them up. Let's see if we can go get them. No, 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 no. There was absolutely a plan. And the word is rife with men of God, women of God that heard the voice of God, that received holy vision, and they executed according to a plan. Can I tell you, there is a plan of salvation. It was before the foundation of the world even that the plan was established. Amen. There was a lamb that was slain for you and for me that we might be redeemed from our own fallen state. Hallelujah. God has a plan, church, and I want to be right square in his will. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So here we are. We're experiencing revival. We're, We're experiencing blessing here at FAC. And so to whom much is given, much is Somebody say it, don't require, much is, amen, amen. So uh, let's, let's look here again at the next slide. So we are going to embark upon ready now, and you have heard already now that pastor has said we're launching on March 18th, and, and that's what this schedule is demonstrating. We're, the first three services, there's three segments of this endeavor, in this effort. The first three services are all about the who and the what, where we have been and where we are headed. We're going to talk about our past. We're going to remember what meaneth these stones. We're going to talk about, look where the Lord has brought us. Does anybody remember that old song? Am I the only one? A couple smiling over there. Must have gone to church where I did 20 years ago. Hallelujah. And, and we're, going to, we're going to celebrate that and testify about it, then we're going to look at what God is doing right now. Because God is doing amazing things in our midst. 
And I don't want to be ignorant of them. I want to give him glory because he's worthy. Hallelujah. And we're going to talk about our future. Then we're going to move from that phase into the how. Everyone say how. How are we going to get there, Brother Brian? How are we going to realize the vision functionally? Well, we're going to have faith for our future. We're going to come to an understanding as a body that we will succeed through sacrifice. And we're going to commit to the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And to his gospel. And then ultimately, we're going to move from the how into a commitment phase, a commitment to the cause. And this will culminate in each of us searching our heart, purposing in our heart, giving cheerfully unto the Lord. And as we do that, there's going to be victory. There's going to be a testimony. And I'm telling you, I'm excited about what's going to happen on that day when we all bring our offering and our commitment and we lay things at his feet. Because I'm telling you right now, there's nothing sweeter than laying something at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was taught a long time ago, whatever God puts in your hand, don't close your fingers around it. Walk around and hold it with an open hand. Let him take it from you. He'll put something better right back where that was if you'll just leave your hand open. Hallelujah. How many believe that with me today? Let faith rise in this place. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. All right. So it sounds like a nursery rhyme, but let's move to the ready now how. Joe Lee. The ready now how. And I'm going to give you just a snapshot of this. There is a lot happening behind the scenes now. You folks are hearing about where we're headed and how this is all going to manifest itself. What you don't know, potentially, many of you do, is that there has been meetings going on for weeks. I walked in and a coworker said to me, he said to me, to my face, he said, you tired, bro? You look weary and weathered. I said, Lord, bless you. you. So... So I've been in a lot of meetings is what that was all about. But there's been a lot going on. And as we're building up to this, and you say, well, I, I, I don't know if I'm on a team. I don't know if I have a place. Trust me. Trust me. You have a place. It's coming. There's going to be, amen, hallelujah. There's going to be 24-hour, seasons of 24-hour prayers at different points in time. And we're going to have volunteers that are engaged in praying and going before the throne of grace. There is going to be a fasting guide where we're calling on the entire body to participate in a fast, to hear the voice of God, to seek his face, and to commit this entire effort to him that he would do what only he can do. Hallelujah. There's more than that. And you'll hear, you'll hear more about it. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. So there's a prayer emphasis team. Brother Fazal and, uh, and Sister Mildred Colbreth are, are over that team because we're cloaking this entire effort in prayer. In addition to that, there's a vision support team. This vision support team, this is a, a precious, uh, amazing opportunity that we're going to have on April 8th. How many heard about our April 8th field trip, right? We're all going off site, right? And um, we're going to have church off site. And on the field trip, we're going to talk about promoting our future. And why is this so important? Because just like Elisha said to the Lord, open Gehazi's eyes, what's going to happen is our pastor is going to impart vision. He's not going to speak it. He's going to impart it. And then in that service, we're going to impart vision one to another and talk about what we see, hear, and feel about the future that God has reserved for us. And I'm telling 
I'm telling you, church, my heart is stirred right now because I know that God has gone before us. He's already gone before us. And when we begin to speak prophetically things that are not as though they were, we will have the attention of God. And he's going to cloak us with an amazing supernatural manifestation of his presence. Vision support team, that is headed up by uh, Brother Roger and Sister Linda Wilkerson. We have a leadership advance commitment team. You say, what is that? There's a beautiful account of David in 1 Chronicles 29. Go home and read it. It's so powerful. David says, and I love his language, he says, I have prepared. Preparation is spiritual. He said, I have prepared for the building of the temple. And he said, and the gold I have, I will give. And the silver I have, I will give. And the bronze I have, I will give. And the precious stones and the onyx, he said, I will give it freely to the building of the temple. And when he makes this declaration, all of his leaders, the scripture records who the leaders were. His leaders said, the princes, chief of, chief of fathers, captains of 100s, captains of 1000s, they said, we in kind will give. Of the gold that we have begotten, we will give. Of the silver that we have, we will give. And of the precious stones we have, we will give. And ultimately, in the culmination of this chapter 29 in First Chronicles, the people behold that the king and that his leaders are of one mind to see the, the temple built. And it says that they rejoiced. How many are thankful for the leadership of FAC? Amen. And that's all right. I don't, I don't want to give glory to God that goes, or, or to man that goes straight to God. I don't, I don't want to take glory from God. No flesh will glory in his presence. But I'm thankful for my leaders. I'm thankful for my leaders. I'm thankful there's a greeter when I walk in the door. I'm thankful that there's someone manning the check-in station in Sunday school. I'm thankful for what happens here that makes the body operate. And so in this incredible venue, what is going to happen is the leaders are actually going to commit to their giving before the body does. And the body will hear the report of what the leaders have given. You say, why is that critical? Because let no soul that enters this assembly ever look upon the leadership of this church and wonder if they're behind the vision. When they see that the leaders are committed, I declare in the name of Jesus and speak it, your hearts will all rejoice. Every member, every guest, everyone in the community will rejoice and say they've put their mind to it. They're committed to the cause. And so this is a phenomenal team headed up by brother and sister Enos. Read First Chronicles 29. It'll bless you. Our challenge services team. When we say challenge services, we're talking about promoting our, our, our future. We're talking about celebrating our present and, and, and uh, revisiting our past and each of those services are going to have powerful different uh, videos, powerful different testimonies, powerful different historic accounts that you may or may uh, not have heard previously. And so there's a lot of planning going into that. And brother and sister Charlie Tierney are uh, head of our challenge services team. I want to just stop and say this. I've been in multiple meetings with every team that I just mentioned. And I'm telling you right now, there's not a single team meeting that the Holy Ghost has not shown up and said, I'm here. I'm with you. Let your spirit bear record and witness this day that what you are doing is the heartbeat and is the will of God. And I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it. Are you thankful for it today? Hallelujah. Brother Joe, next slide. So we have a communications team. Let's talk about that for a moment. There's a lot that's about to happen. You are hearing some communication tonight, but I'm talking about a whole nother level. 
There's print material. There's mailing. There's banners. Some inside, some outside. All kinds of stuff that's coming. And, and I, want, I want to just tell you that this communication team is exceedingly busy. And I need you, literally, if you want to stop right now, I'll let you. I need you to pray the Lord give them strength, okay? <laughs> because there is a ton of work that goes into all these efforts. But this team is communicating on the behalf of all the teams. And, uh, and let, me, let me say something. I want to speak to our carnal minds for just a second. When I talk about all this print and banners, if you're like me, I get, I'm carnal every once in a while. And I say, man, that sounds like a lot of money. I want to share something with you. Be careful of what thoughts the enemy of the vision would put in your mind. Be very careful. Your, your father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's not broke. It is important that we print and that we portray the vision God has put in our hearts. I'm going to go ahead and assert that we should be thankful for our print. Some things just need to be ingested in very specific ways. Okay, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna kick everybody's flesh to the curb if you're worried about expense. I went and did some research, and and I don't know I'm not an authority on this, and I don't know what year it was recorded. The March of Dimes, forty two cents of every dollar that you give to the March of Dimes goes to operational and administrative expenses. Forty two cents. It's not great. When you give a dollar, you would like to give a dollar. <laughs> Now, the United Way is kind of the gold standard in, in uh, nonprofits, charities, and in fundraising. They average 8.6% expenses in administration. All the print, all the back and forth, everything that we have poured into this effort, it looks like we're going to land between 2 and 3%. That's what it's going to cost us to run this entire campaign. So somebody just said, wow. That was a mathematician that just said, wow. Because that is wow. Let me wow you with how wow that is. You can't pay for your hamburger tonight at Wendy's with your Amex without Amex getting 3%. God is doing amazing things. He's giving us favor in places that we weren't even expecting it. He has gone before us. He's prepared venues that we needed to rent from. They're giving us stuff at cost that is literally 60 plus percent off of what it should normally charge. Come on, church, I'm testifying to you right now. God is working on our behalf, and he's going before us, and he's going to do amazing things. Amen. And administrative support team. This is brother and sister Mark Purdy. They are doing all sorts of things. They've purged our CCB database. If you've heard the plea for folks to fill out updated cards, that's because there is going to be an invitation team, which leads me to the next, the next team here. Sister Tracy, uh, is, sister Tracy Wheeler is over this team, and the invitation team is literally making phone calls to everyone that's registered with us, men to men, women to women, hallelujah, doing it the gospel way. And we are going to make sure that everyone's aware of when the special services are and that they are invited and that Pastor Urshan is counting on their support. This is a huge endeavor. In addition, there'll be mailers that go out to make sure that everyone is apprised every step of the way. So we're doing this diligently and with great purpose. Finally, a follow-up team headed by brother and sister Ashley Dixon. 
You can go to the next slide, Brother Joe. And they have a, the long trajectory job of this campaign because we are going to enter a giving season that is only 36 months. It's just a short little giving season. If life is but a vapor, 36 months, I don't even know where that ends up. It's going to come and go so quickly, and God's going to perform miracles. And while we are putting first the kingdom, he's going to make sure everything else is, going to, is taken care of. Because remember, he has sufficiency. Amen. And he's able to do anything for us and to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Okay, so what's the who? The who is you. Everyone say, it's me. Say, I'm the who. Is there a Cindy who in the house? Okay, so, so you all are the who, and, and we are all part of this as the family of God, as this local assembly, and I am, I am, I'll tell you what, I'm not Steven Spielberg, I can't make anything go up on the screen, but y'all, if you could see what happens in this head of mine, you'd be so impressed. I see my brother-in-law being baptized in Jesus' name. I just see it. I see it. I mean, I can see it with my mind's eye. I haven't seen it, but I see it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, 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 and this is about the body of Christ reaching out into this community. We talk about so many churches, Calvary Tabernacle, Pentecostal of Alexandria, all these Zion Tabernacle, all these other churches have done such amazing things, and we all behold them in wonder. Do you know that the, the population of Alexandria, Pentecostals of Alexandria, where they reside, is a little over 50,000. That's how many people are in their city. Do you understand that God has given them over uh, almost north of 5% of the population of that city? Do you know what the population of greater Cincinnati is? We better start talking about the next building. He gives us 5% because he wants to do big things. But, but how did it happen? Well, they had a great plan. No, they prayed. Prayer was the plan. Amen. Well, well, they, they brought in this. They did this. Well, hold on a minute. No, they gave sacrificially, and they were committed. And so we see the hand of God and the testimony that has been wrought in their assembly and the lives that are changed, the amazing anointing that flows. Do you think, I'm asking a question, go ahead and answer it audibly. Do you think God wants anything less for us in Montgomery, Ohio? He absolutely wants nothing less. He wants that and more. He wants to multiply grace upon grace, glory upon glory. He wants to give. He wants to fill. He wants to bless, restore, and redeem. Amen. So the wins, we covered it. I'm not going to put you through that again. You'll have more correspondence coming at you. And the where, largely here at home. Everything is happening here at home, right here on Cooper Road, except for our field trip, which is April Eight, we're going to the Oasis Conference Center. You will not want to miss it. It's going to be even more unconventional than tonight. Can you fathom? And, uh, and there will be just an amazing move of the Spirit. I, I, I'm going to say it again. There will be an amazing move of the Spirit. I'm excited for the unity that God is bringing to uh, the body through the vision. And, and I, I'm going to close. Uh, I have one more slide. Hold it, Joe. Don't go there yet. I'm going to close but, and bring Pastor back. But, but I do want to say, Jesus prayed to the Father in John 17. He said, make them one even as we are one. And he prayed first for his disciples that they would be one. Interesting. Then he prayed for all believers that they would be one. As near as I can tell, and I'm not a Bible scholar, it's the longest recorded prayer of Christ that I can find. 
John 17. And, and when he concluded, he says, he says as he's praying to God the Father, he says, make them one even as we are one, that the world might believe on me. Do you realize that if we get behind this thing and if we say, Pastor, spill, spill everything that's in your heart. Get it on me. Let it be in me. And I want it to be so full. And I want to be one mind and one accord with my brother and my sister. And I'm going to be part of the prayer team. And I'm going to participate in the devotions. And I'm going to fast. And I'm going to see this thing through. And I'm going to give sacrificially. And I'm going to seek the Lord for, for, for him to put in my heart what he would have me to contribute and to give and to do. Do you know there is nothing that God will withhold from us? I believe that, church. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, he wants to pour out his blessing and his favor on this assembly. And he's going to do it brother joe final slide seeing great and mighty things someone say it say seeing great and mighty things jeremiah the lord says call unto me and i will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not which thou knowest not your carnal mind wants to say well i've seen this show before you know not what god wants to do don't don't taint anything with the limits of your human expectation but let god show you great and mighty things hallelujah pastor come thank you thank you brother brian thank you jesus Let's give God praise right now. We got to give him praise right now. Let's give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship the Lord our God. Let's worship the Lord our God. Let's stand to our feet and praise his holy name. Come on, let's stand to our feet and praise his holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God in the highest. 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 Blessing and honor and glory and power belong unto you, O God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you praise him right now with me? Praise him right now with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let us exalt his name together. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Glory and honor to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, go ahead and praise him right now. I want you to praise him for abundant blessings. For the abundant blessing of the Lord. For the abundant blessing of the Lord. For the abundant blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God who is great and greatly to be praised hallelujah who is mighty to save hallelujah <laughs> glory to god glory to god glory to god i want everybody right now to get somebody in your mind that you want to see saved and i want you to praise god for their salvation right now i want you to begin to magnify god for their salvation right now in the name of jesus you prayed the prayer i want you to praise him for it right now thank him for it right now Give him glory and honor for it right now. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him for them being baptized in Jesus' name. Praise him for filling them with the Holy Ghost. Come on, magnify him and give him glory. Magnify him and give him glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. God is bigger 
than anything we will ever be able to plan. He is bigger than anything we will ever be able to orchestrate or to organize. I want to ask you, and I I don't really do this very often, but I'm going to ask you to please pray and fast for our church, and, and, and I'll ask even for me. Every time I open my mouth over the next several weeks, there's going to be vision to come forth that God has given me and that God is is leading us into. What the Lord has in store for us is bigger than than what we are. And and what He's doing in us, we're not there. We're not there. He's making us into it. He's making us into it. I have to become more. I have, to be, I have to grow in God. I have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in order to become all that God has for me, all that God has for you. He's going to, he's going to develop us into something we can't even imagine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't read the book of Acts without being convicted for how, how much I fall short of it, ladies and gentlemen. And we are a book of Acts church. You hear me? There's, we're, not, we're, not just, we're not just the apostolic church is not its own denomination. We must understand to be called apostolic is not to, to, to be a denomination. It's not Lutherans and Presbyterians and Episcopalians and then non-denominational and then apostolic. No, there's one church. There is one church and you are baptized into that church. You are baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. You are baptized into the body of Jesus Christ. And you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So, so, so we, have, we have to become that book of Acts people. And God is taking us there. He is taking us there. And, and we're ready. We're ready and, and we're not ready next year. We're ready now. We're ready right now. Can you feel the Holy Ghost doing something in you? Can you feel the Holy Ghost doing something in you? Thank you, Brother Duval, for how many enjoyed that ministry tonight? How many are edified by the Spirit of God that Brother Duval ministered with tonight? I want us to, I want us to just lift up our voices in song. We're going to sing the song, Beyond the Open Door is a new and a fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling you to go. And I want us to do more than sing it. I want us to pray it. And I want us to just close our eyes for the next next couple of minutes. Let's close our eyes. Let's get our minds on Jesus. And let's make this our prayer. God, I'm ready now to go forward into what you have called me to do. In the name of Jesus. There's going to be more prayer. There's going to be more fasting. There's going to be more sacrifice of our spirit. There's going to be more humbling of ourselves before God if there's any contrary way in me oh God remove it right now in the name of Jesus Christ somebody pray that prayer with me can you be honest about yourself and pray that prayer if there's any contrariness in me oh God I give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah 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 when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place That's the location of the spirit we have to reside in. One accord and one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. 
And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. It sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Those that were in the community heard what was going on. They came to what was going on. That's what we're going to experience, ladies and gentlemen. Cincinnati is going to come to see what's going on. Hallelujah. And when they get here, they don't need to find a dead, dry, divided church. They need to find one accord, one place, one mind, one people. Surrender to the Spirit of God, healed by the blood of Jesus, sanctified by the Holy Ghost, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands unto the Lord right now as we sing. Hallelujah. Fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling. 